Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsan. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you about the seven deadly sins of email marketing. I actually did a previous episode on the three commandments of email marketing. So think of this as a part two. The cool part about this is you don't have to have listened to that, but just if you do email of any kind to clients, prospects, or to build your brand, this episode will be helpful to you because I've spent the last 10 plus years doing email marketing in various degrees. We send over a million emails a month to a very tight list. We've sold over 10 plus million dollars worth of stuff directly from email without a phone call, without a salesperson. And I've learned several lessons along the way, things that I wish I knew then that I know now. And I want to just give them to you. These are the seven deadly sins of email marketing that if you just avoid it, you are going to do wonderful things. I'm going to break them all down for you starting right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. Okay, today I'm going to break down for you the seven deadly sins of email marketing uh, from a practitioner's perspective. So uh, this is a part two of my last episode where I talked about the three commandments of email. If you've not had a chance to listen to that, I think you will really enjoy it. It's short and sweet. So this is the previous episode. Go listen to that one. But otherwise, I want to give you the seven deadly sins of email marketing. If you can actually not to do these things. These are the lessons that I've learned over the last 10 years, having sent over a million emails a month, having made uh, over 10 plus million dollars directly from email, just straight to cart, not selling anything else. I think you will benefit from understanding how these lessons came about. And I'm going to tell you exactly what they are so that you can um, install them into your life and your business. So without further ado, this is going to be tactical. So as you, as I go through these seven, my suggestion for you is to say, hmm, what would I need to switch or what would I need to think or how do I need to play with this? Now, if you are not doing email marketing in any way, uh, hopefully after going through these seven deadly sins, you may actually be inspired to say, you know what, it's actually a lot easier than I think. And I may actually be able to do a lot more damage than I thought. So um, I want to break down the seven deadly sins of email marketing. It's going to be pretty tactical. I'm going to go through each of the seven, give you a live example, give you um, a way to think about it and uh, so that you can operationalize so that you can operationalize it in your business right now. All right. Uh, so here we go. Seven deadly sins of email marketing. First thing. Uh, Sin number one, it's not marketing, it's a conversation. Please let me explain. It is not marketing, it is a conversation. So unless you are in an e-commerce role or something like a American Express, very visual role, email is built to have a conversation. When we open our emails, you should know the psychology behind what we are thinking and expecting. When you can be congruent with what is being expected, it goes a long way in creating the report, meaning it's not marketing. When I open my email, I expect to get an email, right? Which means my friend Jack writes me an email. I expect to read that email. I don't expect uh, lots of graphics, 
uh, a moving jiffy, a big play button. I don't expect things like that. What I expect in my email is email. Now, if I log into Instagram and I'm swiping up and down and I see a post, I see a story, I see a reel, I see captions, I see a quote, that's what I'm expecting. I expect that. When I log into Instagram, I don't expect to read a book. Same way when I log into Amazon, I don't expect to see videos, right? We want to give people what they're expecting. So when it comes to email, when people log into email, they're not expecting marketing. They're expecting email. So let's give them an email. So it's not marketing. The only reason I use the words email marketing is I'm trying to uh, explain to you that it's a one-to-many process. But other than that, it's a conversation. Our job is to write email in such a way that it feels like a conversation. And a big part of that is actually writing like you're writing to a friend, writing like you're writing to a friend. So if you um, are wanting to market your product or your service and you would tell your friend about it and your friend was a pretty good friend, how would you tell your friend about it? You'd be like, hey, Jack, you won't believe this story that just happened to a recent client of mine. Uh, quick background, my client's gym is Nit Jimmy. He's moving from Alaska to California. He wanted to you know, get a mortgage uh, or insurance and he had to do these three things and it completely broke down. Dude, you will not believe what we actually did for him. This will blow your mind. We did X, Y, Z. Pretty wild, right? Hey, by the way, I uh, hope you're doing well. If this is, If you think this is interesting and uh, it's helpful to you, just shoot me a quick reply and I'll tell you more of what we did. Now, I've totally made that up on the fly, but that is a conversation. So we think that we have to write good copy. We think that we have to write high conversion. We think that we have to be psychologically intense when we do email. The best emails are written like a conversation because we're used to email as a conversation. Deadly sin number one, thinking of email as marketing. If you can think of email as how you're writing to a friend and it's a conversation, things get significantly easier and it allows you to produce significantly more content. Uh, deadly sin number two, being middle of the road and not being edgy, not having a personality. Here's what I mean. It's very easy to say, oh, uh, it's somehow, I don't know why when I talk to folks that do a lot of email marketing, they instantly go to, uh, normally when I write email, Sharon writes an email to Jack. Sharon and Jack have an edgy conversation. They jab each other. They make jokes on each other. They show personality on each other. They polarize each other. They tell them what they like and what they hate, who they're choosing the fantasy football lineup, who they want in politics, how they don't want to go to a concert. They do all of that. And in fact, they even include uh, a fancy you know, a link to a, uh, a funny GIF or whatever it may be, they get to be edgy. They get to be polarizing. They get to be themselves because it brings out their personality. Now, if you're not edgy, what happens is as soon as people that I've seen go into email marketing mode, they instantly go to middle of the road. They instantly go into reporter mode. They instantly go into say, well, I'm a, I'm writing one to many, so I should write this like an article. I should write this like I'm a reporter for the National Geographic. I have to talk about something in a formal way. Their tone, their language, everything just starts suddenly changes, which like baffles me. And I don't know why. Being middle of the road is not good enough. Like there is a great quote that's like, hey, if you're, if you're going to be middle of the road, you better pick a side. If not, you're going to get hit, right? I would say... It's not about being polarizing. It's about being you. It's about being edgy. It's about being uh, uh, true to your personality. Tell them what you like, what you don't like. You're going to make friends. You're going to uh, showcase your personality. You're going to actually make a point by showing who you are. So just like you're writing to a friend, write that email. Don't think about it as a reporter writing an article. Deadly sin number two 
is being middle of the road. Deadly sin number two is not being edgy. Deadly sin number two is actually thinking that you are writing an article and not an email. That's deadly sin number two. Here's deadly sin number three. Deadly sin number three of email marketing is having no onboarding. So uh, what I mean by that is you don't want to write email to anybody that does not want to receive your email, right? That's just not cool. When you do email marketing, the process is that people subscribe to be a part of your email community, your email list. When they subscribe, at the moment of their subscription, we should create some form of onboarding sequence, at least one or two messages that go out to them automatically, letting them know what they can expect. Now, you can write this in a very thoughtful way. People know it's automated. In fact, tell them it's automated. If I sign up for your email list or your email community, you can say, hey, Sharon, this is an automated message, but... I wrote this myself. I want to tell you, thank you for joining this email community. I write every email message myself, but this is just to confirm that everything is good and you got the email in your inbox. Uh, I write generally on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but and I don't send anything that I don't find interesting or it's awesome. So I'm excited to share some cool things with you. By the way, my best email is the one that has got me 119 responses. It's a little edgy and I'm going to send that to you tomorrow, not to flood your inbox today. Talk to you tomorrow. That's email number one. Tomorrow, send them your best email. The onboarding sequence allows somebody to like step into your world and be like, oh, that's cool. I always think about onboarding as when when you invite a guest into your house, you're like, hey, may I take your coat? And you say, would you like something to drink? That's all the onboarding is. When someone steps into your world, you take their coat, meaning you tell them, hey, I got your, your emails delivered. Hey, let me give you something to drink. Can I give you something? And then you sit down and have a conversation. You can't just say, open the door and say, come sit down, let's chat because you always take their coat and then have a conversation. No onboarding does not allow, deadly sin number three is not having any onboarding. It doesn't need to be a 23 part nine month campaign. Just one or two things where you can actually you know, metaphorically take their coat and offer them something to drink goes a long way because it allows you to then jump into your regular sequence of emails. That's deadly sin number three. To recap very quickly, deadly sin number one was not, you know, treating email like marketing, bad, treat it like a conversation. Deadly sin number two is being middle of the road, not being edgy. Because if you do that, then you become more like a reporter writing an article as opposed to an email because that's what they're expecting. That lesson number three is not having onboarding because you want people to want to take their coat and offer them something to drink. Because once they do that, they sit down, relax, and want to be a part of your conversation. Here's deadly sin number four, copying a copywriter. If you are a copywriter right now, I appreciate you. you. Thank you for being so great. If you're not a copywriter, stop being a copywriter. I'm not a copywriter. My second language is English. I barely know how to do anything. I'm trying to make this all work. And your clients, your friends, your community likes you for who you are. There is no reason to come up with a, ooh, we need a frame. We need a hook. We need uh, an open loop. You don't have to do any of that. Just email like you're emailing a friend. When you're emailing a friend, do you say, ooh, I'm going to get a, a, a lead. I'm going to get an opener. I'm going to like give them some value. I'm going to uh, frame an open loop. You don't do any of that. You're not writing a sales letter. That's not what email is about. For the average person, for all of us, if you want to have great success, write email like you're talking to a friend. You don't need to copy a copywriter. Let the copywriters do the copywriter stuff. They're ninjas. I love what they do. Now, you have two options. You can either write email yourself and be you and make it a conversation, or you can give email to a copywriter and let them imbue your personality into their writing. Don't go back and forth. 
Copying a copywriter is one of the top sins. There is zero reason to copy a copywriter. Just be you and write it like a conversation. That is deadly sin number four. Here's deadly sin number five. Not obsessively growing your list. Not obsessively growing your list is a big, big deadly sin. Because once, say you start your email marketing, you put upload your 100 contacts into ConvertCloud and you're ready to go. Well, what happens then? Well, now you're like, write this email, then like, 10 people unsubscribe. Now you're down to 90. You're not obsessively growing your list, so you don't feel the need to show up. You're like, eh, no one cares about my stuff anyway. When you obsessively grow your list, when you obsessively get more people into your community, when you obsessively make your audience bigger, you will actually show up to do better. One of the deadliest sins of email marketing is thinking that email marketing is about email marketing and it's about sending email. One of the deadliest sins is not growing your list. The more people you have the more in, on your near community, the more people you can serve, the more you're going to show up to be a better version of you. Not growing your list is the deadliest, I'd say it is the deadliest sin of email marketing because if you don't have a focus on doing that, you will just lose all power, courage, and commitment to writing better email, knowing that that is a great way for you to build your brand, grow your list, generate more leads, and have an amazing impact in your community right? Not growing your list is one of the biggest deadly sins. The question I would ask you right now is, hmm, what can you do today to grow your subscriber base? And maybe I'll record a podcast on that, like many ways, you know, X ways to grow your email list. Um, If you'd like that, by the way, can you just shoot me a direct message on Instagram? Maybe take a screenshot of this and say, hey, Sean, you should do that. Because at least I know that (laughs) you're listening to this and it's helpful to you. So if you think you want an episode on how to grow your email community, just Take a screenshot, send it to me. That way I'll know you you did this, all right? That's uh, deadly sin number five, not growing your list. Here's deadly sin number six, obsessing over the wrong stats. Deadly sin number six is obsessing over the wrong stats. Here's what I mean. I have realized where I am in my email, email marketing, email community journey is I don't look at any stats. So my team tracks a, a few key stats that I look at uh, collectively on a weekly basis. So we look at all our stats weekly, all our ads, our social media stats, our views, our email. We'd look at all weekly so we can make weekly adjustments because daily doesn't give us enough data. We look at it weekly. But I have not in the last three years, not once gone back into my email and said, hmm, hum, what was the open rate? Hmm, what was the click-through rate? Hmm, maybe I should do that. If you're, if you're a copywriter, maybe I should do that. But here's the reason why a lot of people obsess over the wrong things. Let me give you the reason. The reason I look at it weekly, sometimes even monthly, is I am not going to change anything that I'm doing because of a stat. I've made that commitment to writing email for every you know three to five times a week, every single week, day in and day out. I am not going to change it in any way. So often I think about the only reason I start tracking and measuring something is if I'm actually open to changing something. What I've decided on in our email world is I'm not changing anything because I know what works and whether I like it or not, I know the cadence will win. I have committed to the cadence. And so I've realized that the stats are irrelevant and they only cause me more stress and I'm going to do the same thing anyway. So how do I use the stats? I use the stats uh, primarily to give me some ideas. So if I'm not getting a high enough open rate, right? My I, I have two options. I was like, okay, is this email getting delivered? Am I get, is it a delivery problem or is this a subject line problem? There's, there's only two big reasons for it. The third I'll tell you in a second. If, if uh, your emails are not getting open, 
the fact is that they're either not getting delivered to their right inbox or your subject line is not compelling enough for them to open. That's all it is, right? So what I've tried to do over and over is I try to spend a lot of my time on deliverability. I want to get my emails delivered so that I don't have to worry about deliverability and I only have to worry about uh, the subject line. So now, now I'm when I start to look at it, I'm like, okay, cool. Based on that, that subject line did really well. I got a significantly higher open rate on that subject line. Means I'm going to write more variations of that. My learning is just do more of what seems to work, do less of what doesn't work. That is all I'm thinking about because I've already committed to the cadence of email. If you spend a lot of time saying, oh my gosh, I'm not getting XYZ result, you're going to mess up early on in your email marketing. All you have to worry about is cadence. Just get in the groove of doing what you do. It's like going to the gym every single day. It's like getting on the treadmill every single day. It's like ordering a salad every single day at lunch. That's all this is. It doesn't matter whether you lose weight or not. You're building that habit of writing email and making it a part of your daily life. Obsessing over the wrong stat is cardinal sin number six because I want you to find a way to not do anything different. Once you get in the habit, then you can start to make more tweaks where you can say, ah, that stat is interesting. Let me do more of what works and less of what doesn't work because you want to have the baseline before you start doing other things. And here is a uh, cardinal sin number seven. Some of you are going to be like, I cannot believe Sharon, you're going to tell me this. Cardinal sin number seven is not selling. Not selling on email is a cardinal sin. And let me tell you what I mean by not selling. Every single one of us uh, is wants to get attention to something. We want to get attention to our content. We want to get attention to our brand. We want to get attention to our company. We want to get attention to our service. We want to get attention to our product. We want to get attention to our accomplishments. We want to get attention to our book, our course, our coaching program, whatever it may be, right? The, we want to get attention to something. The, when I say selling, the idea is for us to sell that thing. Meaning, I want to sell people to click and watch my content. I want to sell people to click and download my ebook. I want to sell people to reply and ask for something. I want to sell people to click and watch, listen to this podcast. I want to sell people to click and and subscribe to my friend's newsletter. I want to sell people to click and register for my webinar. I want to sell people to click and come to my training. I want to sell people to click and come to my event. I want to sell people to click and buy something. But the problem is, if you don't teach people how to do that, then when you want them to do it, they can't do it. Meaning, I call it with my clients, I say you need to train the click. You need to train the click. Just saying value, 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 value is fine, but you've not trained the click. They don't know the value of clicking on your email, of taking action on the things that you're saying. So even if it's in the smallest possible way, think of what your email is compelling them to do. If you write a great uh, article and what you're compelling them to do is, hey, if you like this, just reply. Even if only 10% replied, you're compelling them to doing something because that's the same 10% or some version of that that is going to click on a link when you want to sell them something, right? You don't want everybody to do that thing. You just want to find a way to structure your email communication so that you're selling something. You're selling them to doing something. You're selling them to doing something, hopefully, that is good for them. You're like, hey, I built this great piece of content. Click here to go watch it. You're selling them something that is good for them. Hey, I'm doing this masterclass that will help you grow your business. Click here to register. It's free. You're selling them to doing something that is good for them. People that tell me that don't, actually get cancel on email that don't actually get subscribe the the results that they want is because you've trained your audience not to take action on your clicks. Maybe you have a big banner and a green button and that's the only time they take action. And the next time when you sell something, you're not as bold. 
it's amazing to me when people will uh, very comfortably sell the free thing, which is, hey, click here to go watch my podcast and they'll make it all cool. But then when they want them to buy something like, hey, click here to buy my product, they'll hide the sale. They'll bury the link. And I don't understand why, because your audience is already used to you selling that way. Sell the same way. Not selling is cardinal sin number seven. People, you and me not selling is a very selfish thing because we're selling, we're calling uh, to action. We are getting attention to what we think people want that is good for them. If they don't think that it's good for them, they're not going to buy. They're not going to click. They're not going to reply. So why do you care? Selling is a really good thing because you're getting people something that what they want that is good for them. Nobody wants to buy something that is not good for them. Let them make the choice. You're making the offer so that they can make the choice. Selling is being, not selling is being ultra selfish because you're not letting people make a choice on something that's good for them that you already have. Maybe a PDF, maybe a book, maybe a podcast, maybe a show, maybe a recording, maybe a masterclass, maybe a product, maybe an event, maybe something very expensive. I don't care. It is our responsibility to sell. Some people will say, hey, I don't sell anything. And that is cool. And I respect that. Some people need to sell stuff. And I respect that. If I will tell you this. If something happened in the United States, where we live right now, something happened in the world, where all the salespeople, right? If all the salespeople in the world took a break for 24 hours and did not sell, our economy around the world would come to a screeching halt. Because people would not get what they want to do, what they need to better their lives. If the entire world stopped for 24 hours, the fundamental reason for that would be because people try, people who sell stuff stopped selling stuff. And I don't want you to be that person because you not selling is being selfish. Let other people choose to buy your stuff, to click on your stuff, to watch your stuff, to read your stuff, to engage with you, to go deeper with you because it is good for them and let them make that choice. All right. Seven deadly sins of email marketing. Number one, this is not marketing. It's a conversation, right? Like you're writing to a friend. Number two, being middle of the road is terrible. Not being edgy is terrible. Not being, not having a personality is terrible because it is not about being a reporter. It is about writing an email with a conversation. Number three, not having onboarding is is a deadly, deadly sin because you want to open the door, let people in, take their coat, and offer them something to drink. Number four, copying a copywriter is a deadly sin because you're not a copywriter. Don't do that. Write like you always write because people love you for who you are. Number five, not growing your list, not obsessively growing your list is the fifth deadly sin because the more people you have to serve, the better you will show up. Number six, Obsessing over the wrong stat is a, the, the number six deadly sin because the, the fundamental thing that we need to work on is to show up and build a cadence every day and find a stat that we're like, oh, that was interesting. I'm going to do more of that or less of that. That's it. And number seven, the seventh most important deadly sin is not selling, not calling attention to your product, service, cause, or knowledge that allows people to go deeper with you because they want to do something better for their lives on stuff that you already have. All right. Hey, here's, could you do me a favor, please? I don't know if this stuff is even helpful to you. I get a lot of emails and text messages back directly to me, and I really appreciate that. What I would love is while you're here, can you just do me a favor as a validation for what I'm doing, um, spending time sharing this with you is 
can you just take a screenshot of this and just post it on social media? Tag me. That would be really great. I'll, you know, I would love to see that. And just say, hey, that was a great episode, or I enjoyed that, or you should follow business school or whatever it may be. Can you just take a screenshot and just share this so that it'll let me know that you're listening and it'll let people around you uh, discover something that may help them as well. This is me doing not doing the seventh cardinal sin. I want to sell. I want to bring attention to this because I'm spending a lot of time doing this. Hopefully, if it helps you, it'll help people around you. So do me a favor. Take a screenshot right now. Share this. It'll take you 10 seconds, and that'll be uh, your gift to me. All right? I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.